You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. We finished chapter 9 of the Mishnah of Shavuot yesterday evening, and that was about releasing our ownership of food that we held in our houses. We can keep food in our house for a certain amount of time, but when it's no longer in the fields, we release it. We put it back in the field. And now we're going to start the 10th chapter. This is the last chapter of the Masachet. And rather than releasing ownership over food or over land, in other, and that's really the content of the first nine chapters, now we are going to release ownership over debts. That is the 10th chapter. And we're going to check the text. Until now, we've been, um, we've been moving around the Pesukim at the beginning of Bahar in Vayikra. And we're going to move to Devarim, to the 15th chapter of Devarim, and we'll check out the Pesukim there in the Chumash. And we're going to find that we have to release any debt that's due from our own people, from our neighbor or our brother, the text says. But we also have to carry on lending. So there's, there's a tension there. We have to release debts in the seventh year, but we are specifically told that we need to carry on lending through the seventh year. And that's going to be a problem for economic incentives. And then we'll jump into the Mishnah. What kind of debts are released? And we will introduce Hillel the, End, Hillel the Elder and the Prosbul. So that, those are the th- first three Mishnayot of chapter 10 that we're going to look at this evening. And then tomorrow we'll learn a little bit more about the Prosbul and how it, how it works actually in practice. So that's, that's the program for this afternoon or this evening. Let's jump into the text. So we're in Devarim. By the way, this text doesn't say that we are going to do this. Well, it says at the end of seven years, we are going to make a release. I mean, the rabbis infer that this is going to be in the year of Shemitah, but it doesn't use in the... Anyway, it doesn't say that this year is the same year that we... um, it, it, anyway, it, it's very anyway that we're going to make this in the same year that we release ownership over the land. shamot We're going to release the word shamat means to release. In Bahar, we've been talking about shabbat, a shabbat of the land, and now we're talking about a release, a release of debts. This seems to apply just to debts that we can we might claim from our fellow. And then the text goes on to say we don't press our fellow or our brother. It's very gendered language for the release ki lashem because uh, a Shemitah for God has been proclaimed. So those are the Sukim in Devarim. We'll, they're in the begin. They're in Re. We'll come to them in a few weeks. Yeah. So the the parsha of Re is very interesting for this um, for the whole concept because in the the text in Re, uh, 
there if you if you like there's a conflict there's a statement that gosh the poor will always be with you so we need to take care of them but also that kind of god will give you enough to make sure there aren't any poor and this there's the same tension in the psukim about the shemitah so just a few psukim later the text says he shamelacha beware pen ye dvar pen ye dvar imlavcha bliyal bliyal is a sort of a, a despicable an evil a mean thought beware lest you harbor a base thought saying the seventh year the year of release is approaching it's coming and you look meanly um, you look kind of badly you look meanly at your poor brother and you give nothing to him and that may be a problem for him but it's a problem for you he's going to call out to God and you will be guilty so that's the tension just as, as there's, there's a tension between always being poor people and mm, perhaps we're generous enough to make sure there aren't enough poor people and releasing debts, but gosh, gosh, it's really hard to release a debt. And we'll see this coming through the we'll see this coming through the first through the first Mishnayot. So the, the Mishnah begins, Shvi'it Masham. And now we're going to connect, by the way, the seventh year. That is a Shabbat to the seventh year. That is the Shemitah. Shvi'it meshametet et hamivabishta The sabbatical year, the seventh year, releases a debt that's documented or not in a document. And the commentators argue about whether this is with or without security. Let I, 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 I don't think we have the time to stop and debate that. But we seem to be releasing. For the moment, anyway, we were seen to be releasing all debts, whether written down. A star is a is a document, whether written down or not. A debt to a shop is not released. So if you walk in and say, "Look, I'm going to buy," we talked about this before, by the way. If you walk in and you say you take some flour or some vegetables and you say, "Look, I'll pay you later," is that a debt? Well, the Mishnah says, "Look, a debt to a." Sh- it, it talks about chanut. A debt or a shop is not released. But if it was made into a loan, then it's released. And Rabbi Huda says, look, the first debt is released. He seems to be talking about some a situation where you're repeatedly buying on account. And he's saying, look, if you know, if you the first time you buy an account, that's not released, but the second time the first one becomes a loan and so on. A worker's wage is not released, although it can be converted to a loan, and then it is. And Rabbi Yossi says, Any work that stops in the seventh year is released. And he's, we're talking here about payment for the workers, right? Whether that means work that has to stop in the seventh year or work that does stop in the seventh year, this is all argued over by the commentators. And we could spend, you know, we could spend the whole, we could spend a whole evening talking about this Mishnah, about the technicalities. But I want to keep moving because I want to get the principles. So if you don't mind, we're, we're going to keep moving on. 
Someone who slaughters a cow and he divides it up on Rosh Hashanah. This is Rosh Hashanah. Well, we're going to see from context, this is Rosh Hashanah at the end of the seventh year. So let's just think forward. So effectively, this is Rosh Hashanah at the beginning of the eighth year or the end of the seventh year. But hang on. We know that Rosh Hashanah is two days. And in the time of the Mishnah, we couldn't be quite sure which day it would fall on. And the Mishnah goes on to say, Im If the month had been intercalated, that means if an extra day had been added, it's cancelled. So that the Shemitah, the release of debts, seems to happen on the last day of Elul, the last day of the seventh year. So we run right the way through the seventh year. On the very last day, debts are cancelled. And then the Mishnah goes on to say, if it had not been intercalated, if we had not added an extra day, it's not cancelled. I.e., if that really was Rosh Hashanah on the eighth year, then we've passed the cancellation time. And now there are certain debts which are not cancelled. The rapist, the seducer, the defamer. Uh, all other actions of the court are not cancelled. So we're going to see now there are some, we've said that a debt between a person and his brother or a person and his neighbor, a per, we're talking about personal debts are cancelled. But it seems that kind of communal court debts are not cancelled. There are communal, there are legal obligations or, um, yeah, legal obligations is the best way of putting it. Legal obligations are not cancelled in the seventh year. And there's idea, Hamoser Shtarot Din, a nun Meshamtim. Sorry, Hamalvet Hamishkan, someone who lends and takes a pledge. And someone, and maybe that's because effectively you're exchanging the pledge for the um, for the money. It's a bit like a re. Many some loans today are still documented as 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 purchase and repurchase agreements. You buy the collateral and you sell it back. So someone who loans against a pledge, or someone who hands over his documents to a court, these are not cancelled. And now you begin to see how Hillel, the elder, is going to get round the seventh year and how he's going to, uh, if you like, reconcile the tension between releasing debts but carrying on lending. So let's have a look at the third Mishnah. Prosbul eno mushamet. A prosbul is not released. This is one of the things enacted by Hillel Leander, Elder. And he saw that people wouldn't lend to one another. And they're transgressing what's written in the Torah. Remember, we, we've learned this Pasuk. We learned this Pasuk up top. Beware lest you harbor a base thought. The seventh year, the, year's releases, the year of release is approaching. 
So you look meanly at your poor brother and you give nothing to him. And Hillel was anxious that people were transgressing. You might think he was also anxious that poor people were not getting loans. And you might think he was also anxious that people weren't getting their loans. And Hitkin Hillel la prosbol. Hillel enacted the prosbol. So that is, I'm sorry, I've run over time. But we, it's difficult to, we, we're, I'm just trying to keep up with the global cycle. And you have to run a little bit to keep up with the global cycle if you're only running five days a week. But this is the beginning of the story of the release of debts. It's a mitzvah to release debts from your friend, from your brother, from someone who's part of your people. And yet there's a real economic tension here. And Hillel has enacted the prosbol to make sure that while personal debts are still released, a person can hand over his documents to a court and court debts are not released. And then tomorrow we'll just find out in a little bit more detail how that works. But that's all for today. So uh, let me stop talking and we'll pick up tomorrow with the mechanics of how the prosbol really works. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. <laughs>